Good morning, good morning, good morning. Peace of Christ family and friends. I'm grateful to be here with you this morning as we kickstart a new sermon series entitled Epiphany, where we get to reflect and share what we've learned in the last year or if we've had an epiphany of sorts going into 2024 plus. It is our first watch party of the year, so it is a special treat to start us off as we're getting into the groove of a new year. And in today's text from 1 Corinthians 7 verses 29 through 31, which I was very intrigued by alone, as with all sermons that I prepare, I took a deeper look at the text surrounding it to see how it informs the response Paul gives. I don't know if there are any Paul lovers <laughs> in the house, but I personally found myself imagining what this new church at Corinth was experiencing and how it elicits this response from Paul. My goal is always to reimagine the text in a new way, and with this text especially, I wanted to offer us some context to see what modern insight it might offer us today. For starters, if we know Paul, he tends to believe Jesus' second coming is right around the corner, and I often wonder what advice on his part would have shifted to the church of Corinth if he knew the world was not passing away as quickly as he might have expected. As a reminder, I'm just going to read aloud for us again the text that you read prior. This text is coming from the Inclusive Bible. It says, I tell you, sisters and brothers, the time is short. From now on, those with spouses should live as though they had none. Those who mourn should live as though they had nothing to mourn for. And those who rejoice should live as though they had nothing to laugh about. Buyers should conduct themselves as though they owned nothing. And those who have to deal with the world should live, live as if all their dealings meant nothing. For the world as we know it is passing away. Honestly, I, I wonder if Paul would have written the same thing to the church at Corinth if the world had passed away in the ways he anticipated. It's a reminder that our theological values and understanding instructs the way we live our lives each and every day. It is up to us to discern what feels deeply aligned with us or what advice might miss the mark. And I think it's perfectly fine to respectfully disagree with something that's not a heartfelt yes from you. For example, you wouldn't go bungee jumping without the bungee cord. And I mean, some of us wouldn't go jump, bungee jumping with it. My point is, what would your discernment have you do? Because we always have the ability to choose or gain the skills to know that there is a choice available to us, a choice to say no, a choice to disagree, to be adventurous, to take the advice of others or see how it might align with our own inner wisdom. 
But funny enough, there's something about Paul's response in today's text that reminded me of a song that is reminiscent of gaining a positive outlook in light of the joys and pains, gratitude or sorrows we experience in life. This is a song entitled, I Won't Complain. It is a gospel song I sing as a part of the eulogy I prepared at my dad's memorial service on September 30th of last year, which happens to also be his birthday. The song says, I've had some good days. I've had some hills to climb. I've had some weary days. And I've had some sleepless nights. But when I look around and I think things over, oh, of my good days, they outweigh my bad days, so I won't complain. The song goes on to say, cause God's been good to me, so good to me, better than this world could ever be. So I'll just say, thank you Lord, oh, and I won't, There is something about the words in the text, or in the song rather, that resonate with the power of presence in our day-to-day -day life, or the power to be present for the ranges of experiences we have in life. Yes, we have good days and some not-so-good days, but more than that, we have the power to be present to, to each day and every day thereafter. It is this presence that can give us greater perspective on our good days and our sleepless nights. I think this is a bit of what Paul was getting at when he tells the mourners not to mourn and those who rejoice to laugh no more. I think what Paul is trying to say is that trouble won't last always. Neither joy nor pain will always be with us, but it is how we navigate through what we experience that matters most. The year 2023 is no longer here, but there are moments from last year that are still here with us. I'm not alone in having faced some significant challenges in the past year, but I also had some beautiful and sacred moments that I can name in the last year too. And I imagine that might be the same for you also. 
as for myself i've been leaning into the things i'm quite fond of whether it's deepening in the things that i enjoy most making space for pleasure in the midst of pain or recognizing when i need rest or a reset so as we come into the year 2024 or if we have new year's resolutions or small and steady goals for the year or even if we're only slowly coming out of hibernation mode and still getting our footing. Remember to refocus your attention on the things that matter most and come back to the power of the present moment and the perspective we gain through it. Many blessings to everyone and all as we continue on with the remainder of our watch party and the discussion that is to come. Love you all.